Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Elon Musk is up there shooting laser beams at anything that's not a Tesla. You don't know what he's doing up there. I don't know what he's doing up there. Camera guy has no idea. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, horsemen, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person, and politicking is bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. Welcome back to the underground for what? Are, what is this? July, <laughs> July twelfth, David. Bro, I have like dyslexia or something. This is July twelfth, twenty twenty one. When we're recording this, um, welcome back, everyone. Seems like uh, there's a lot going on in the world. Joseph, how are you doing? Doing well, man. Seems like crap hit the fan today. Uh, all of a sudden. Uh, other than that, man, my weekend was good. Yesterday, when my wife and I were walking to our car to uh, go to church, there was uh, this dog outside, and it's about a 130, 150-pound dog. And, yeah. you know, this typically when I go outside, and I'm typically the one that takes Bella out in the morning. Not all the time, I, uh, but for the most part, I do, right? And uh, I see this dog sometimes in the morning, depending on when I go just locked up in the dog park so no one else can get in because this dog parks at everyone. It's kind of, sort of aggressive, right? Well, this dog is outside of the dog park, owner, nowhere to be found. Um, and as I said, when the dog's locked, or, so I was saying the dog would be locked in the dog park. The owner won't be anywhere. I mean, I'll go check like 30 minutes later, an hour later, and the owner's not there, right? Well, yesterday, we're walking to uh, the car, and the dog's out there, owner not in sight, and... Uh, Kayla's behind me and uh, it starts to come up and starts barking. And so uh, I say something to the dog. I'm like, hey, get on and whatnot. And it backs up and, and goes, well, we just start walking. And uh, I get a little bit in front of Kayla and I look back and the dog um, is coming right up behind Kayla. And as soon as I look bar- back, it starts barking aggressively. And so I really, you know, I, uh, Kayla's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. And, and I'm like, you know, uh, come on. Um, and I get, and I go after the dog, not in the sense of like running or anything like that. I just, I just get in front of Kayla. Right. And, uh, I said, go. And I just like yelled really loudly and the thing was barking at me. I said, go. And I took a step forward, dude, that thing ran backwards (laughs) and started barking at me. And, uh, I was getting ready to kick it in the face. Um, and, and really kick it hard, but yeah, that was eventful. I I was like, man, where's this freaking owner at? Dude, like, who leaves their dog just in a bo- dog park like that? Uh, Asheville has a surprising number of negligent owners of dogs as well. Uh, I can't tell you how many times dogs have like wandered into our neighborhood. I remember specifically one time. Uh, actually, I had just uh, come home from church, and I I had parked outside of the garage for some reason, and I. I think I went in, I must have been going somewhere or meeting people somewhere and I had to go home first. Mm. And 
Or no, 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 no. That's not the case because I definitely stayed home. Oh, no matter what the case was, I was in my car, like leaning across to grab something from the passenger seat. Right. And I turn around and there's this German shepherd standing behind uh. me. Now, thankfully, she was a really, really sweet dog. And uh, I put her in our backyard or whatever and let her run around until her her uh, owners came and got her. Uh, but they were like super rude about it. They weren't like, oh, thank you or whatever. It was just like, really? yeah, it was like, yeah, thanks. She does this a lot. And then they drove up. They like put her in her van, in their van and drove off. Jeez, man. I don't understand, dude. Like, and this dog, I don't get that, man. I would be so thankful if someone, you know, did that for Bella. Yeah. If she just happened to get out. But thankfully, um, uh, Bella comes back. Uh, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. But that dog was unfortunately, you know, due to its negligent owner, was about to get uh, the old one, too, with yeah. my foot. Well, and, you know, just as, I guess, a word of warning, it's like not every situation is going to turn out like that. Like, I don't ever want to have to shoot a dog, but uh, let's, let's be real uh, in that situation. I mean, you were telling me that story and I was like, yeah, that's I was like, I would have already had. uh not it probably wouldn't have been drawn, but it definitely would have been one of those things that it's like if this thing comes at us, it's like, you know, yeah, that's just that's the case, man. It's like animals are still animals, and people tend to forget yep. that. Everyone wants to think that they're there are humans and and all of that, but you know, it's well, like, it followed us is the thing exactly. I mean, yeah. we, we we walked behind cars in a whole row of cars because nobody had left, right? And I had checked. I'm like, okay, it's not following us. And then we started walking to the garage, and I just happened to have. Because I walked faster than Kayla got in front of her, and I just happened to look behind, and there's a dog, and it comes, not like running up on Kayla to get right there by her, but running up on her, but not close enough to her to where she was in danger because to to when I had looked, once I turned around and looked, it stopped, yeah. and that's when it started barking at her, Yeah, and and that's the thing. If it's me, it's one thing, but with my wife, that's an entirely different ballgame. Yeah. Um. Just don't yeah, be. So thankfully, nothing happened. I just told him to get on yeah. and go. I, you know, yelled at it, you know, real sternly. Or yell would be the right word. I, I raised my voice really sternly. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, well, Joseph, do you want to do our little uh, bit shindig? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're, you know, stuck with us this long, or if this is your first time listening to us and you like what you hear, we have a value for value model set up. And so basically what that means is you give your time, talent, and treasure. We didn't come up without ourselves. We took it from um, Adam Curry and his podcast, No Agenda, and it's part of podcasting 2.0 to where we're not supported by sponsors. We don't do Patreon or none of that jazz. Uh, it's basically what are you getting out of this? Whatever value you place on us, you can give to us, whether that's your time um, and your talent that could be, uh, you know, sharing this, uh, the, the podcast or our YouTube channel or Odyssey channel or wherever you listen to us with your family, friends and coworkers. In fact, that's probably the best thing you can do doing that, liking and subscribing, following us, commenting, all that jazz. Uh, your talent could be, you know, if you want to do uh, cover art for one of our episodes, um, you could submit that, for example, um, or your treasure, you know, whatever monetary value you feel like you are getting from me and David, you know, feel free, uh, to give us whether that's $1 or a million dollars. Uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, you know, specifically, you know, if you do the million dollars, you know, we're going to be way more excited about that. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's just a way for us to not be subservient to sponsors because if you have a sponsor that automatically encroaches upon your free speech. Uh, so like if McDonald's was our sponsor, we couldn't talk about Burger King and et cetera. So it's a way for us to avoid those pitfalls. Um, and as well as just to provide material for you guys that you like. So yeah, I, you have anything to add, David? Well, criticism is a part of the show and without being able to criticize everything, we would, we wouldn't be honest. You know what I yep. mean? Um, it's like uh, a lot of mainstream media uh, is sponsored by pharmaceutical companies. And so a lot of the time you won't ever hear them criticize or do stories that are criticizing any type of pharmaceutical. That includes uh, the old COVID vax and some other things like that. You just don't generally hear it because they can't do it because they would lose a yep. lot of money. A lot of money. And we've talked about that before. But uh, other than that, you know, if you're no, whatever platform you guys happen to be listening to this on, if you will do us a favor and download the episode, even if you don't keep it downloaded afterwards and you just stream for whatever reason, uh, downloading the episode helps us kind of keep track of how many people are listening because all of the statistics will not show listeners but they will show the number of people downloading the episode mm, yeah so uh other than that i ha i guess we'll get into this first clip let's do it cool um so this is something that <laughs> was kind of around oh wait 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 david what you're jumping the Gun man. What did I forget? This is our twenty-first episode. Oh, <laughs> well, why is that important? We are officially, for the first time, probably more than likely, in our lives, in the one percent. David, <laughs> break it down for him what that means. Uh oh, man, I should add that to the show notes. Where did I put that? I put it beneath the intro ISO, but I didn't put the uh, the, link. the link. Yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, while David's figuring that out, for, for those who don't know, uh, we found a nice little, uh, was it a study done on podcasting that if you make it past your, uh, when you, once you hit 21 episodes, you are officially in the 1% of all podcasts because there are what, 2 million podcasts started daily. And then by seven percent, by the well, seventh episode, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's it's something like that. I I cannot find this thing. Maybe I need to look on Chrome. That's all good. And then by the seventh episode, um, it's uh, like a high percentage of people drop off. I'm gonna look for it too. Uh, ah, I got know, it. You got it. Nice. I think I got That's it. That's what I like to hear. Okay, so uh, the stats, 90% of podcasters don't get past episode three. That's 1.8 million who quit. Um, there are 2 million podcasts. So that's the, and obviously that number has probably changed. This was from about a month ago. So who knows mm -hmm. how many have started since then. Uh, but about 90% of podcasts don't make it past the first, 
or past episode three. Of the 200,000 left, 90% will quit after episode 20. That's another 180,000 gone. To be in the top 1% of podcasts in the world, you only need to publish 21 episodes of your podcast. Uh, your competition is not the 2 million podcasts. It's the two, uh, the 20,000 podcasters uh, who didn't quit. Uh, so we mm-hmm. have officially entered uh, the <laughs> the pantheon of podcasting. Um, yes. You know, now we're only the bottom tier of the top tier. <laughs> hey, I'd rather be the bottom tier of the top tier so than I the will... bottom tier of the low tier. I will uh, pay. I will put this in the show notes um, under "We Are the One Percent." If people want to take a look at that, there's actually a lot of really in- interesting information in there about people who uh, kind of take on creative endeavors, whether that's YouTube or really, I think, just about anything. Um, yeah. And so- coming up, you know, we have a lot of uh, surprises coming up for you guys that Dave and I have talked about. Um, in regards to uh, having some uh, different type of episodes on here, different people mm-hmm. on, and everything, so uh, that will be that will be fun when that when that comes around. Yeah, we're we're working on that because obviously Joseph and I occasionally need a vacation, but uh, we want to be consistent recording episodes, and we don't want to miss a week if at all possible. So yep. that being said, we need stuff. Um, you know, to kind of come, yeah, to come in between. It's filler to some degree, but we do want to try to make it interesting. Yeah. Well, the reason why we want to make it interesting is I, it, it's filler, but I wouldn't even say that in, a, in any type of negative connotation because what we're doing is we want to ha- highlight other content creators and their process and kind of give you guys an understanding of, you know, with David and I, the the positives and how passionate we are about podcasting. But with that, there is a grind and a, and a difficulty in a good way that comes with that. Exactly. And so people often mention the grind. And so we're going to highlight various people who, uh, maybe they have a podcast and a social media platform and other platforms. And we're going to talk about their insights into, you know, and their story and how difficult it was for them and maybe a Twitch streamer and just different people all the way around. So Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to get uh, my buddy Lit on here, who is also my personal trainer. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's basically like a fitness Instagrammer. And, um, you know, he posts every day. He's got a lot of really good content on there. And, uh, you know, just get him on so that our small audience can kind of hear from him. And, you know, we'll, I th- we'll end up talking about it later in the show. But uh, fitness is important, and I think mm-hmm. it kind of gets, uh, even in our circles, when it comes to Christians and some things like that, they kind oh, of, definitely it kind of gets pushed to the side as if, you know, there's always excuses, and there's, it's funny, this actually happened recently, but um, people always kind of uh, take specific verses as a indicator that they don't really need to work out, or they don't need to be healthy, and I, <laughs> I kind of just disagree yeah. Um, I mean, spiritual health is more important than physical. Yes, but that's not to say that physical health isn't important, right? right? But they they use those specific instances where I think Paul in particular talks about those things mm-hmm. to to be like, no, I don't, I don't need to be healthy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or they can they kind of just push it aside as if it's not really there, even if they're not saying it out loud. It's generally. It's There's a strong obvious. correlation between the two. You yes, know? I, I, I uh, think so. Not an exact causation, right? There's a difference between correlation and causation, 
but there is a correlation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so it, it's funny that you say that because I was talking with someone recently about how you know how the SBC and some churches view alcohol. They'll mm-hmm. typically you'll have something like uh, those on staff or whatnot can't drink alcohol. And I'm always like, hey, that's fine. I'm willing to give it up. Ain't a big deal to me. I don't, I don't care that much about alcohol, right? Right. Uh, but I'm always like, why are there so many people on staff that are gluttonous? It, it, yeah, exactly. Well, it, it it's the same <laughs> like thing. You that, should ban fast food. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, it's kind of the same thing to when we talk about how churches are so fast uh, to pick up the plight of abortion. But when it comes to war crimes where people are getting mm-hmm. murdered, there's not a whole lot of talk right it's like why is you know why is one lifted in such uh, high uh, you know standard within the church and then another one is basically pushed under the rug or it's just completely yeah. ignored and it's like abortion should be lifted to the high standard but the, the follow-through that consistency right because we all want right. to be consistent and none of us are perfectly consistent and so um you know, right. with that consistency, it's like this, this, this anti-war stance. Again, not saying that no wars is the answer, but if you can avoid war, that'd be perfect. But there's a a, a just cause in being defensive, right? But not being the aggressor. And, and yeah, and in in our day and age, it, it's a it's just straight up aggression. Yep. Yep. Definitely with our government, it, it yeah. has been. Yeah, yeah, and it, obviously it's not just our government, but we live in America, so there's going to be some criticism of that. Uh, yeah, we're going to criticize our government, not yeah. you know, not only uh, other governments in the world, but our own and, to where we because we respect our country and and we love our country and we and we place a certain value, not that we idolize it, but we care about our country is the reason why we want to criticize our government because we know they can do better. Yeah, but they don't. No, <laughs> I, yeah, it's like yeah, the, in a perfect world the people in charge of Congress and the Senate and the president could decide to work together, listen to the plight of people, Mm -hmm. whether that's minority opinions or majority opinions, Mm -hmm. but they don't. And it becomes more and more plainly obvious. And, uh, you know, we'll get into that with, uh, the old VP in a little bit, but let's get to this first clip. Let's do it. Um, and for those, again, those of you who are new, uh, we don't edit out the bad language in the clips. It, it's a lot of extra work. So if you can't handle it, sorry, but it is sort of... Uh, hide your wife, hide your kids. Yeah, hide yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it just, it is what it is. I mean, if your kids have like TikTok or Instagram, they've probably hey, no, heard, David. already heard this stuff. So No, David. Hey, listen, if you want us to edit out the language, we'll do it. Donate to our podcast, make it worth our time. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, if yeah, make it worth the time, and maybe maybe I'll consider it because <laughs> we do this for free. Um, so right now, so uh, if you start donating and and make it worth our time, we'll be able to commit that time to it and do it. That's yeah, yeah. It's like a um a paid tier. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right, here it is. Here's the first clip. You may have seen that incredible video of a car being hit by lightning on the highway. Now we're speaking with the family inside the vehicle when Mother Nature struck. I mean, it's crazy. It was unreal. I was on my uh, iPad playing Fortnite mobile about to drop a fucking 50 bomb. You could ask anybody who plays Fortnite on a mobile. 
50 bomb? That alone will give you legendary status. But next thing you know, 300 million volts of electricity is being struck through my body, fucking through my iPad out the window. And my theory is that Elon Musk is up there shooting laser beams at anything that's not a Tesla. You don't know what he's doing up there. I don't know what he's doing up there. Camera guy has no idea. <laughs> so I was, uh, this clip has been making the rounds and I, I was trying to figure out if, uh, it was real or not and i don't th i think it's edited mm -hmm. because i looked at i looked it up and there's another youtube video that's the same report but they're actually talking to a man and his wife mm -hmm. and so i don't know if like that kid is somehow I, I don't know the actual story behind it but it's hilarious so i just i wanted to throw that in there because there is a, a story that i found about a model s that caught fire while the driver was at the wheel of the car. Hey, speaking of which, shout out the Zero Hedge. I've really Bro. come to really like their um, journalism. Me too. They seem f fair in their reporting, and obviously they have a little bit more of a libertarian edge. But yep. to be honest, there's no one else out there that does. So, Well, Reason has a libertarian edge to it, but I don't like Reason. I think they suck. Oh, Sorry. really? Yeah, yeah, I do personally. Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've, that's too. That's too harsh. I'm sorry. They don't suck. They're just not as good as Zero Hedge. Okay. Um, but yeah. So I mean, let's see. Uh, af, uh let's see. It took four. Let's see. Over the last 48 hours, we've been documenting the story of an allegedly spontaneous combust combusting Tesla Model S Plaid. Um, I I looked into what Plaid meant with the the model s and so i don't know yep. if it's just a tier of that or if it's just because it's red uh <laughs> i did just like a quick search uh at images and it looks like maybe it's an even sportier model of the s but most of them that i saw were red so it's one of the two things if anybody knows feel free to reach out and let me know anyway uh this tesla caught fire um it took the crew just over three hours to deal with a fire um, and it was a 2021 model. Uh, so some of the things I just wanted to bring this up because we, I, we've talked a little bit about electric vehicles and you know, how they're working potentially uh, on doing a, uh, uh, like a mileage tax because the gas tax yep. might be going out the window with, uh, all these electric cars that are on the road. The problem is, is that it seems like the technology is far ahead of, the potential danger yep the danger and the uh um, income people bring in uh yeah and so and and we've kind of seen it and it, it you're seeing people who like vehicles are hard to find all the ones you can find the prices are really expensive you can't kind of find your clunkers or your junkers or you know your five thousand dollar car that you need to get you through the next two years while you save up for something else or you know uh, sometimes people go through difficult situations and, you know, all of a sudden you're in $20,000 worth of debt because you're now having to pay a, uh, a car payment. Right. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, you know, the owner said that his, uh, that the car just spontaneously caught on fire. Oh, it's a, uh, it says, uh, the driver wasn't initially able to get out of the vehicle because it's electronic door system failed requiring the driver to push and use force to open the door <laughs> that's interesting um so yeah I, I i don't know i 
I used to kind of think Teslas were cool, but as time has gone on and I've been kind of reading up on a lot of this stuff and uh, I, I think I'm not ready to be an adopter of a fully electric vehicle. I'm right there with you. I don't think so either because I feel like they're working out a lot of important kinks. You know what yeah. I mean? There's there's just some stories that have been going around about these things potentially driving people off the road accidentally. <laughs> and yeah, some, and it's also, I'm not a, uh, I don't think it's better for the environment. I haven't been no. convinced of that yet. Uh, and I'm also just not that huge of a fan of Elon Musk anymore. It's like the, the more time goes on, the the less of a fan of his I become, especially with just kind of how he's manipulated uh, Bitcoin and yeah. the stuff he said on that. Yeah. Contradicting himself. I mean that and he's sending lightning down from the sky to strike other electric vehicles. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Messed up that guy's Fortnite 50 kill. 50 bomb, man. That's hard. <laughs> Um, all right, so moving on, uh, one there's one other story that I wanted to cover real quick because I thought this was interesting because it's a little bit of a, uh, a uh, I, I, I want to say like a part two to our Stop Asian Hate story from, man, that was like episode 11 or something yeah, like that. It seems like just yesterday. It was a, it was a while ago. Um, Joseph, do you remember kind of what was going on in the, the Stop Asian 8 storyline? Yeah, a bunch of... Uh, um, oh, shoot. It's trying to get me in trouble. A <laughs> bunch of minorities were beating up Asian people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most politically correct YouTube boy. I can say it. Well, yeah, I would say that you're... Yeah. <laughs> it was that, and we kind of found out that the numbers were being manipulated. There was a number going around that said that uh, I think it was, I don't remember if it was specifically in New York or if it was just reported incidents yeah. of Asians being attacked or verbal harassment Yep, went up by 1900%. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And it was a manipulate, it was manipulated in a specific way because what they were really trying to say, it's not that the number was lying, it's that they were being dishonest about what that number really meant and that, and that it went from one reported incident to 20 reported incidents. Yep. So It wasn't that high of a jump. Yeah, and again, we're, we're pointing this out not because, we're, we're not here to say like, oh, it's not a, a big deal. It's to say, well, you're kind of misrepresenting the 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 size of this issue, right? Right. Because considering saying, the numbers involved, right? Yeah. yeah. Is one incident incident is enough, and that person matters. But it'd be like saying, like, oh, 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 uh, don't go to the beach. You're going to be attacked by a shark. Well, only like a hundred or so people in the entire world are attacked by a shark, right? Every week. It would it would be like I guess what would the equivalent would be close to like it goes from five people. Let's just say in. Uh, 2020 to uh, 10 people in 2021, and it's like 50, there's been a twofold increase in shark attacks every yeah. in 2021. Or you shark say 50% on the rise. Or, yeah. yeah, and so it's like a 50. percent Yeah, that would be it. Uh, no, it'd be a 100 uh, percent increase. Okay. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, that you're right. It would be 100. percent So yeah, it's the same thing. Everyone goes, oh my gosh, 100 percent increase, and it's like, well, it went from five to ten. 
out of the millions of people that have visited the beach that year. And the manipulation in there is when the numbers don't get that catchy headline, that fear mongering mm-hmm. headline, they want to resort to percentage because that percentage is higher yeah. than you know the number. So yeah, there was also some some stuff in that report. You can actually go find that video on YouTube. Uh, I uploaded the whole thing. It's about an hour that we spent talking about it. There was also some shady stuff going on with the the a it was a AAIP organization yep. that everyone on Instagram was trying to get people to donate to. That they might have had some like CCP connections, or it was just very, it was kind of shady the way the whole thing was set up. And and the whole point of that of was just was. being like, hey, look into the organizations that you're telling people to support or that you yourself are supporting ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, because oh. first, obviously, no one should be discriminated against. That's we fully believe that. Obviously, David and I's a um, religious views are Christian, and so a that's where the buck stops is right there. Um, yeah, you know, love others as God has loved you, and then secondly, our you know from that influences our political views, and we're both libertarians, and you know, uh, <laughs> we respect individual freedom. We respect you know. Uh, Essentially, uh, people having their personal views yeah. and being able to respect and treat everyone equally in, yeah. re- in regard to that. So, um, all that to be said, Joseph, if you, I mean, I think you know because you can see this, but uh, if you were to to say from sort of a uh, let's say a mainstream perspective, mm-hmm. the area that mainstream media or Hollywood or any of anything you could consider mainstream. Right. Where would you? Where do you think they would say the most racist areas in the country are? Oh, mainstream would be the South. Okay. And if that's the case, the Bible Belt. Okay. Yeah. Why is there reports coming out that uh, the South is becoming increasingly popular among Asian Americans? <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I thought this kind of surprised me. Um, let's see. I wonder if it's because of that stigma that the South got, because clearly in the past they are very racial. That now that that stigma has carried truth, and so it's one of those, you know. And so now it, you know, it's a self fulfilling pro- prophecy to where people think that they're like, oh, hey, this racist event happened in the South, so this verifies, you know, that 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 confirmation bias. When in reality, it's. I remember hearing the psychologist talk one day i can't remember who it was um but they were saying that uh if you're if you're having a bad day for example and you say uh um what's a popular negative saying i don't know that uh, when it rains it pours right and uh so everything you filter through that day is going to be bad right Mm -hmm. like you you affirm what you already are viewing your beliefs from the day versus if you're like well the sun shining, you have a positive outlook, then everything, every interaction you have will have a positive bent to it. And yeah. so it's kind of like you fulfill what you're already um, thinking and believing in your mind. And so... Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's kind of funny because I, I don't know if you remember, but most of the uh, incidences that we talked about with specifically uh, physical attacks on Asians mm-hmm. happened in... New York, California, I think Chicago, maybe not Chicago so much. I don't know how big the Asian population is, but it, a majority of them were in major cities. Yep, major and, cities. And I think one in Australia. That's that one where that guy uh, like teeped that girl 
Yep. They were both Asian and they got in the fight in like Chinatown or whatever. And maybe it was Sydney, but he like teeped her and her head hit the back of that desk or the back of that table. And yeah, um, I that. that was messed up. And so what's interesting is okay. that it, this report says that about 50% of the AAPI community resides in the West, approximately a third living in California. It says the highest home ownership rate among AAPI is is 65.4% those living in southern states. In contrast, they have the lowest overall average income compared to AAPI in West, which makes sense because it's more expensive to live out there. Right. Um, so I wonder if some of these numbers have to... So it looks like some of these numbers have to do with migration out of the West because of lockdowns. I would imagine some of the fear-mongering worked, but it worked against the states where it was happening in. So people are like, well, I need to go protect myself because there's an uprise in attacks on um, uh, Asian Americans. And when they go to California and you realize all of the hardships you have to go through to purchase a firearm to protect yourself there, a lot of people went, all right, we're out. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah. if those those numbers are out there and they exist. But they were saying that Toyota, uh, which was was based in California, moved its headquarters to Texas, just like Tesla. Um, the South and Southeast markets have traditionally been a lot more affordable uh, and much lower prices for a house, more spacious homes, uh, and even the cost of living by a large by large tends to be cheaper in areas like Texas, Florida, even Georgia, like parts of Georgia. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, along the, uh, the Southern coast as well, it's probably a little bit cheaper. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I kind of thought that was interesting. That is interesting. It was a nice, and it makes uh, sense too. Yeah. You know, considering all the violence happening in those areas. And then when you don't have a way, a means to defend yourself, uh, makes that really difficult. And, and we've talked so much about, um, all of these, um, the gun laws and the stuff that did yep. you see, dude? I don't know if you saw, but BlackRock, the like hedge fund, or they're you know yes. they're they're trying now to go all anti two uh, A on people. Yeah, that's not surprising. And, and there's a reason for this, people. You, yeah. uh, that's what you. Anytime the government or anyone for that matter, anytime anyone is pushing, no matter what person it is, organization it is pushing to take away a right of yours the government or someone malicious is behind it for a reason and so if you're taking away a a a means the primary means the most effective means the most keep in mind lethal means to defend yourself then i mean you're just asking for something to happen and you think oh what won't happen to me it won't happen here but it will. It's happened before. It's happening now. In other countries, it will happen again. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 constantly trying to knock at the door of that thing, and yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, if if you look at it, the places where the highest, generally the highest crime rates are, they have the highest uh, or the most gun laws. Yep, they, they just try to blame on it on the outside factors of of like in Illinois, for example, with Chicago. They try to blame it on Indiana and Obama. Uh, during his term in office and even running for president perpetuated that why that well people in Illinois are just going to Indiana to buy firearms and bringing them here that's not true at all so well and yeah it's background checks exist in in all these places 
I'm you can't gun go to a gun show right and and get guns just like that right there's and a it's process a, you have to go through there yes and it's illegal to sell a firearm uh without doing that at a gun show so you can't yep. have they call them uh like parking lot deals or something like that yep and here's the deal it's not that it doesn't happen but it is illegal and that's the thing that people tend to forget a lot of this stuff is already illegal even even in southern states but people do it anyway and i don't think they should be illegal no, I don't really, I don't really think so either, because I don't generally think that's where the crime, like the problem with the crime, is coming from. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of criminals are going to gun shows, being like, "Hey, will you give me a gun?" Yeah, if they're if someone is looking for a firearm to do something illegal, they're going to find it. You know, it's like the war on drugs never worked, right? The war on anything that the U.S. has ever done has never worked. So, except for the war for freedom. Yeah, and I, I think that's wasn't the thing. on anything. Yeah, I think that's the thing people got to remember. It's like every time any of these mass shootings happen, and they look into it, a lot of the time the f- like the federal government is part of the problem. Yeah, I don't think people understand that. It's you know we'll get on and we'll get in it in a um, in a clip later on from now, but people don't realize how much the state and specifically the federal government is to blame for a lot of these issues. They mm-hmm. want to. And instead of focusing on the the root of the problem, which would be the the federal and the state government, right? Specifically, the federal government. They the federal government and government as a whole does a great job of of making you blame your neighbor or this person, right? Is you know for the right, it's blame the left. For the left, it's blame the right. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at the government. Yeah. No one want it's like no one wants to look at their own side and the problem with their their own like camp or whatever. And no one wants to consider the fact that rolling back the state is probably the best answer because yeah. it, to some degree it scares people because they're, they're it, like, it, well, again, it goes back to that, that joke, right? It's like who will build the roads. <laughs> yep. So, and you know, uh, I don't think, I don't think our podcast was running at this point, but, uh, you know, it wasn't during the, uh, lead up to the election, David and I were talking about the libertarian in, in Canada and, and the problems that we had, uh, with the libertarian platform at the time, the party with that time. And so mm-hmm. we weren't just blindly following them because they were libertarians, right? Well, so. I, I'm, so I'm a mem- I'm a registered libertarian. I changed when, basically because of Dave Smith. Um, yeah. And I'm going to, when I can finally get around to it, register, uh, as in the state at, for the state level as well, like be like register for the Libertarian Party specifically within the, like yeah. the Mises Caucus. Yep. And uh, not because I think that that's like the end all be all answer, but it's kind of better than anything else that's going on right now. Uh, it, Agreed. It's one of those things that this is an argument I think among Libertarians right now is how much do you use the state to accomplish your goals? Yeah. And for me, it's less about using, like, say, by some sh- sheer, like, force of will, Dave Smith becomes the president in three and a half years, right? Right. And he's now the president of the United States. Well, he now has the ability to work to roll things back. Not because right. not because it's not a God-given right but because the the government has such a tight grip or if you will has such a firm boot on the neck of the american people mm-hmm. the only way that you're going to 
like remove some of that is by just being like this this stuff's done we're not doing this anymore yeah it's like these these laws are elite and and trying to show how uh selfish and uh to some degree murderous and uh like the thievery that goes on within the federal government and how much they take from people all the time i mean you look at the uh the stuff going on with public schools right now and crt yeah and i sent this to you the other day because there's this like argument that conservatives are having where they're like oh we need to remove crt from uh from schools and it's like remove your kids from the schools and that takes care of the issue because they won't have anyone to indoctrinate. Right. And Except then, for the, you know, the leftist parents where that was probably already going to ha- a strong likelihood that was going to happen anyway. Yeah. And if you really want to have some balls, start uh, forming like coalitions with people in your area and start saying, we don't want to pay taxes for these schools anymore. Yep. We don't this are because I think it's your property taxes that pay for that. And start working, like, get a candidate out there that's like, we're not going to do this anymore. Yep. And that's what what we say is, like, we I don't want the state to have control, but they do. And so the logical conclusion is, in order to roll a lot of this stuff back and get people on board with it, you need to use the current system to have that happen, right? Right. It's not from, it, you can have, like, logical conversations all day about, well, these are just your rights. No one should, you know, it's like, uh, what what's the phrase? It's like freedom isn't free if it has to be legalized or something like that. Right. Uh, it's like and and I understand that and I stand behind that. The problem is is that not everybody does and it takes a lot of coercion, time if you will, it. or yep. it, yeah, a lot of time to get people to understand. Like, hey, the public school system is broken. It's basically been broken forever. It's not just about getting this one thing out because say that you do there's just going to be another thing that comes up and there's all this other stuff that happens in public schools that generally goes against at least half of the population's idea about teaching and the things that are important to raising kids you know what's interesting is that the left and maybe i'm oversimplifying their views but the left the (laughs) current left has a good idea in the fact that hey uh you know, we need this freedom. We never, we need to be able to afford health care and education, all this stuff. It's just that their solution is wrong, right? Yeah. And so it's no like putting the the power back into your hands actually benefits you. Now maybe it won't benefit you in the short term, but in the long term, mm-hmm. you know, after uh, years of this happening, it will start to benefit you and, and your children and your grandchildren and your great grandchildren and so on and so forth. You know, it's kind of like the the example I like to use is, you know, to take the free market for example. We don't live in a free market right now, um, but if we did live in a free market, it would go something probably like this: uh, eye care, right? LASIK eye surgery. Yeah, used to be tens of thousands of dollars, right? Right. Now you can get it sixteen hundred dollars or less, and so granted. That's expensive, but imagine, you know, you know, for, for for a lot of people that's expensive. But I mean, you went from years ago, you know, five years, ten years maybe, um, to it costing that much money to now it's sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and, and and think about how less it would be if the government was not involved at all. And then on top of that, I can speak from, from personal experience. Even when you are paying 
more money. And I get, you know, people can only afford so much. But when we went through a uh, um, a private, we went to a private doctor for a personal uh, family health matter, and uh, it the care that you get. I mean, it is private wise is gold standard. Yeah. I mean, there's a night and day clear difference in the type of care you get. So I think, you know, that's what matters is, is when you have the responsibility and the freedom back in your hand, there's a lot of power that mm-hmm. you have there. I mean, think about it even in the sense of, of corporations competing for your money. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, I think that in a free market, insurance becomes even more important. Yep. Because they're the ones that essentially will be kind of laying down um for lack of a better way like laying down the law on certain issues right it's right. like it, it's a way of being responsible for your mistakes or for you know i i, I always think about it with car insurance um because there's got to be a need for um to to kind of like keep up with the uh someone like rear ends you right what mm-hmm. stops that person from immediately driving off? I mean, it doesn't stop them now if they're going to do it. Um, but insurance and um, things like that being the case, and insurance would almost uh, take the place of, I think, a lot of things within uh, with with cars. So not only would you potentially get car insurance from them, but they would ro- probably register your car um, yep. so that if someone made a claim uh, on someone else's car, so, like, say you rear-ended me, right, and we both have car insurance, and you decided to run off, but I have your tag, I have, like, whatever the case may be, um, I'll probably be able to get that because someone will be able to go out to you, investigate to see if my claim is correct. Now, obviously, it works different, and nothing is perfect, you know. Uh, I've had people hit and run or lie to me about having insurance before. Yep. Uh, and that was, to some degree, on me for not being suspicious enough to take their license plate down, take a picture of, uh, well, in this case, their driver's license, though libertarians are very against driver's license, but we're obviously we're not really talking about that. Um, but there, there are definitely ways that things can be handled. The problem is, is that we only see the system that's in place now, not the potential for what could come that would remove essentially government intervention. Right. And then it's interesting that you bring up the, the car part, you know, back in the day, um, you know, health insurance used to cover catastrophic events, right? You yeah. know, so the little things weren't covered, but they were more affordable, yet the more catastrophic catastrophic events were covered, right? You know, yeah. I'm not, you know, without getting into all the details, just generally speaking here. And so, um, you know, so it'd be like car insurance now. Think about how expensive it would be if, if every time you got a scratch on your car or on your window or every single ding, and anything that happened that, you know, needing to put air in your tires, having a flat tire, you know, all these different things. If, if all that the government regulated had to be covered by insurance, how much more expensive would your insurance be? Yeah, it would be crazy. That's what's happened with healthcare. Yeah. Is that every single well, little ding it now has to be covered. And, and again, I'm not sitting here saying that those things shouldn't be covered, all that stuff. I'm just saying the government being involved in it makes it worse not better well and think about having to sign up for health care like if you if you don't get it through work it's a oh, nightmare yeah. you have it like this two two month window and if you've never done it before you're probably going to miss it and then if you do miss it you have to get cobra and cobra is insanely expensive yep 
or you just go without insurance. But not everybody can do. Not everybody's healthy enough, or you know, careful enough, or well, whatever the case may be. Here's the thing, David. Obamacare, like that jank is unless you're freaking dirt poor, that jank is expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to be dirt poor. Well, and I like my health insurance. It's not bad, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm really healthy. Yeah. Just in general, like I've never really been but in any major incidences. I don't here's smoke, the thing. you know, all that stuff. That can change in an instant. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. You yeah. get in a car accident, that's not your fault. Boom. Life change just like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough, man. And, you know, it's not – so and another big part of that, and this fits in with the whole, like, government thing, is the pharmaceutical companies play a big part in why stuff is so expensive. You think about, like – anesthesia for things or the medications that are generally pushed by a lot of uh whether it's like doctors i imagine it's the same thing within like uh dermatology and uh dentistry and maybe not so much with eye care uh Mm -hmm. but maybe in some of that as well where it's possible to get really really cheap uh drugs but a lot of the times they don't use those because pharmaceutical companies will give them kickbacks so it's like push this uh, name brand thing and maybe for every, you know, every bottle you sell or every person, you know, you time someone refills, you get like 10 bucks, you know, yep. something like that. So, yeah, there's there's it's a kind of a twisted web and it sucks. And obviously, I think it, it becomes more obvious as time goes on, constantly raising taxes or trying to put these trillion dollar bills out here like. Uh, we've seen really over the last year. I mean, Trump was not very good about no. this stuff. Um, and obviously Biden hasn't been very good about it either, but they keep putting these massive bills out that they say, oh, it's going to help with healthcare. It's going to help with this. Da, da, da. And then it just like, it doesn't, it does nothing. Yep. Cause most of it's Absolutely. going to pay for, uh, uh, handouts for like the, the rich essentially. Right. Uh, the lobbyists, the word I was looking exactly. for. Exactly. It's a good old boys club. Yep. And you're not in it. <laughs> um, exactly. All right. So let's move on to this next thing. Uh, I, I know there's probably a lot of people that know about this by now. And we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, um, really, on these these next few. But I, I do want to kind of uh, run through some of this stuff because I think it's uh, important. Um, so here is uh, the first clip. We have breaking news from Haiti, where the country's president is dead this morning, assassinated in what's being described as a middle-of-the-night attack. Jovenel Moise had been in office for four years and had been the target of months of protests. Haiti's interim prime minister said Moise's wife was also wounded in the attack. With us on the phone now is Jacqueline Charles. She's the Caribbean correspondent for the Miami Herald and has covered Haiti extensively. Uh, Jacqueline, good morning to you. What are you hearing about this assassination? Yes. Hi. Good morning. So what we are hearing is that it occurred in the middle of the night or the middle of the morning, sometime around 1 a.m., according to um, the current acting interim prime minister. Um, These are unknown, unidentified assailants that in video circulating identified themselves as DEA agents or that this was a DEA operation. Um, These were not DEA agents. Um, There was no DEA operation. Um, One high-ranking official told me that these are, quote-unquote, mercenaries. Um, We're still trying to figure out who they were, who hired them, what's the motive behind all of this. Um, And, yes, the president was, quote-unquote, wounded, uh, mortally wounded, but he is is dead. uh Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. 
Oh, uh, you've heard about this, right? Yeah, I've heard about it. Okay. Um, as of now, and maybe you can add to this because I don't know if I'm missing any of the details. Is this was sort of like big news? I think what was this like last Friday? Yeah, I and think so. It kind of got swept last Wednesday was when this was. Um, it, it it kind of was like oh. They spoke Spanish and English, from what we know, and there were five or so of them, and then the next day, three of them were dead in a firefight. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there was any other information besides that. I don't know if anyone even really knows yet why they did this. Obviously, people have theories, but... Yeah, I've heard a few theories, one of them being that a lot of the presidents or leaders that have been killed recently uh, were leaders who refused to have the uh, vaccine in their country. <laughs> was he one of them? Yeah, he was one of them. Interesting. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. Haiti's a... Complex uh, situation. Yes. I've also seen that, you know, another theory I've been seeing, and I don't know, any of this uh, is true or not. But one of the theories I've seen out there is that uh, they have a lot of gold in their country. Mm. And so, you know, you know what the U.S. likes to do. Yeah, money's definitely involved because money's always involved. Yep. In some capacity. In some right? capacity. Whether it's a vaccine, gold, somewhere somewhere along the line, money's involved. Yeah, it's, and if you get in the way of enough of someone's money, uh, your life can definitely be on the line. There, there's yep. no doubt about it. Uh, unfortunately, because of a lot of this, there's, it seems to be a lot of, uh, upheaval in Haiti. The gangs have sort of taken over the streets. Um, and you know, it's, it seems that it's just as bad as when they had the earthquakes, uh, yeah. was that like 10 years ago, give or take. Um, crazy, man. So it's unfortunate. A crazy story from back then. Oh yeah. Someone, but that's yeah, for another yeah. time. Yeah. My buddy Jake was there. He was, uh, in the Marines at the time and they were out on a boat. Oh, wow. Um, and I don't remember if they ever ended up actually landing. I don't think his his like platoon or whatever did, but um, they were there to do like help with the relief. And um, I mean, obviously, it's like, I, again, it's like you kind of talk about, oh, the government's here and they're they're going to help. And Haiti's still just in terrible condition. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and it's, it's so funny too, because, and we can, we can stop after this, but it's funny too, because remember when Trump got in trouble for criticizing Haiti? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's funny because everyone was so upset because it's like, how could you say that essentially about a country full of black people right? without ever anyone ever going, Oh, you know what? It is pretty bad there. What could be done to help them? Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, those poor people. Trump said something terrible about him, and no one went, oh, man, it actually is pretty rough there. Maybe we uh, could help. Of course not, man. Maybe there's they a humanitarian effort. Something in their ammunition to, to fire off at him. Yeah. That, that's all that's, the news ever was. 24-7, yeah. bad Trump, bad Trump, bad Trump, until he did those uh, drone strikes in Syria. Oh, yeah. And, and they were all, Trump. they were like, yay. Apparently... Uh, I got to look into it a little bit more, but Dave Smith was talking about some stuff that he had done in Yemen as well. Um, oh, Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Dave Smith straight up called him a war criminal on Fox News. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, okay. Um, 
so I wanted I wanted to look into that, but maybe that that's something for another episode. So we'll move on to Canada, which we haven't visited in quite some time. Um, this was your clip, so just let me know when you want me to stop it. Okay. All right. Let me uh, move it over. When he introduces Ezra, you yeah. can stop it. Okay. Well, it's not getting a lot of attention in this country because we don't give Canada any attention at all, but all of a sudden Canada looks a lot like the Soviet Union. Seem like we're exaggerating a little bit? Well, they're burning Catholic and Anglican churches in recent days, leftist groups are. But Canada's leaders aren't condemning the burning of churches. No, they're endorsing the burning of churches. The head of the British Columbia Civil Liberties Association, a monster called Harsha Walia, tweeted this, quote, burn it all down. Then a close confidant of the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, a man called Gerald Butts, called the arson, and we're quoting now, understandable. A woman called Heidi Matthews, meanwhile, of Harvard Law School, described the attacks as, quote, the right of resistance to systemic injustice. Burning churches. Now. This is not the Spanish Civil War. This is now in Canada. And not just churches. Writers just tore down the statue of Queen Victoria in Winnipeg on Canada Day. No pride in genocide. I just couldn't imagine just clapping at a. Now we'd love to go inside Canada tonight, but we can't get there. It's like 1985 Albania. It's a closed country. So instead, we're speaking by satellite tonight to Ezra Levant with Rebel Media within. All right, that's good, right? We've yeah yeah yeah. We've (laughs) advanced our calls by tearing down a statue while our government continues to lock us in. in our homes and uh, basically they basically live in a police state in Canada in almost the entire uh, country. Don't get me wrong. I can see the symbolism if in like, you know, in Iraq when they took down the statues of Saddam Hussein and, you know, they were instituting a new government and stuff like that and yada, yada, yada. Um, That turned out to be dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, Listen, (laughs) they are on a very dangerous path. Oh, very dangerous. I can't remember... The reason why this is happening, by the way, is because, uh, oh, there was like uh, a thousand or so unmarked graves found in very on um, uh, uh, native unmarked graves on, uh, you know, these churches' properties and oh, stuff. Yeah. I, I want to say. Uh, I probably won't be able to find it now. I had a clip about that. Uh, it, it probably got lost in the ether, but a lot of the. Uh, I guess indigenous people in Canada, so at least some of the tribes, they were actually upset about some of these churches getting burned down. Yeah, they were. And they I made re- comments. I remember well, there was one of those. It, one of them said uh, Crowfoot. I can't remember his first name. Chief something Crowfoot said uh, like they didn't support it, but that they understood that people, like the young people, were uh, angry. It was something to the extent like the dead people had risen and the young people were angry or something like that. And so it's kind of one of those things like, yeah, I don't support it. I don't know. It, it kind of came across to me like, okay, is this, are you being truthful here? Like, like questionable, not in questioning. I'm, I'm not saying his intent is evil right. or his intent is good. Just questioning. Like it, it just seemed kind of odd. Um, probably a good way to put it. 
but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it seems like he was kind of maybe playing the fence a little bit. Yeah, I used, yeah. I mean, listen, if someone comes, you know, into your small community and burn like burns down a church, you might feel a little bit threatened, and you might not want to anger those people. Right. So who knows? Um, yeah. I don't think burning these churches down is the answer. Yep. I don't. I mean, listen, if you want this, this there is like a civil way to go about this. Right. And it's uh, it's worrisome because at some point and, and it's it's interesting. Again, I, I think there is a massive correlation between these things. This stuff where they burn down churches, where they're tearing down statues, it usually happens in an area where there are less firearms readily available. Yep. By, uh, let's just say, good citizens. Yeah. Um, people By who are looking at when this happens in those areas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when people are looking out for their community, you seem to see less of that. So, well, here's the thing that most uh, so twenty tr- churches so far that we know of yeah. have been burned. Um, but more than that have been vandalized. And mm-hmm. so it's been since the discovery of a possibly around a thousand unmarked graves at former indigenous residential school sites in Canada. Yeah. Um, so, yep. I don't know, That's man. Pretty Canada, much what it is. Canada's a mess right now. And then their, their prime minister basically pretty much says nothing. Yeah. You know, he came out that. like in a, you know, made a slight statement, but nothing. I mean, you know, I could yeah. imagine if this was black churches or like some Bro. kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, these like, are. In, yeah, it, I hate to put it like that, but being truthful, you know, old uh, Trudeau, um, blackface himself, would come yeah. out against it. Yeah, I mean, and he's an authoritarian prick. Let's be real. Oh yeah, he is. He doesn't. If 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 he can gain power through something, and uh, you know, he's going to. Yeah. And obviously, he doesn't want to piss off the people who are burning the churches down. That's what yep. it comes back to. So. Exactly. That's why he was allowing uh, Canada's military to train Chinese, the Chinese military in winter drills. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to one of our uh, um, politicians. Favorite vice presidents of yeah. all time. Uh, Madam VP. Yes. Um, this might accidentally start playing because I have to pull it up on Twitter. Oh, Lord. Oh, did it not work? Twitter is being... Hang on. I got it. We're good. Hopefully you can hear this. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready, but I All can't right. hear it. Yeah, I haven't started playing it yet. Oh, okay. Let me know if you can't hear it. This was really loud when I did it earlier. Is agreeing to voter ID one of yeah. those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't, there's no Kinko's, there's no Office Max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws... Be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Of course, people have to prove who they are. Okay, so before we talk about Bro. it, I, I, it's funny. This came to mind. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad I remembered this because I almost uh, didn't put it in the show for this week. Yeah. Um, but I had this weird thought. Have you ever seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? No, I have not. 
can, upper. do you know, okay, so can I, let me explain it to you and maybe this will, my, my thought process will make sense on this. So Tucker and Dale versus evil is about these two hillbillies that uh, live in the backwoods. And I think it's Tucker buys a cabin mm-hmm. and they're, they're there. They're like, you know, very uh, just like, your typical uh, kind of like regnet, redneck backwoods guys. Um, mm-hmm. And this group of teenagers mistakes them for murderers because one of their friends uh, accidentally gets knocked out and they uh, take her into their boat and try to like help her. Right. And the teenagers again they think that these guys are something that they're not like they automatically assume that these guys are murderers and that they've kidnapped her to like like rape her or do bad things to her you know based on a preconceived notion of who these people are right and i realized and what ends up happening is that each one of the and sorry if i'm spoiling this but this movie came out like 10 years ago um, and it, it's still it's hilarious. It's like it's a really good like dark comedy. And I won't I won't spoil everything. But basically what ends up happening is that each one of the kids uh, or these teenagers starts dying uh, accidentally because of this mistaken thing. And each one of the other kids thinks that Tucker and Dale are the ones that are killing these kids. <laughs> and I, I saw this clip and I went Kamala. I was like Kamala Harris is one of these teenagers and Biden and I think honestly their entire administration they're 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 the perfect example of that in real life because they keep making these wild assumptions about people in this country that they know nothing about. Yep. And they're sticking she's like sticking her foot in her mouth in this situation and Biden's done the same thing. I think he did it with saying like urban communities don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's man. like over and over again, instead of actually going out, right? And, and this has been the complaint about her with uh, the whole border crisis, that she's completely disconnected from stuff that's going on in this country. Yep, she doesn't care. No. At all. I mean, and that's the thing that people need to realize is that, you know, most, most, I'm not saying all, but most of these politicians don't care for you. And it's clear that Biden and Harris do not care for you, right? And this is a thing like that I would tell people with Trump. I don't think Trump cares about you. Mm-mm. Maybe he does, right? Maybe he does. Maybe. Give it a 1% chance. I just think <laughs> he cares so much about himself that it works for your interest, right? He's so much of a narcissist that he'll do whatever you want him to do if it would better his name, right? Yeah. Whereas the opposite is true with Biden and Harris. Um, I kind of see Harris as more of, it's interesting. Like she didn't even get, if I remember correctly, when she was running for the Democratic uh, um, nomination. I mean, even her own party didn't want her. Like she was way down on the uh, uh, totem pole. You know, Tulsi Gabbard yeah. obliterated her, and it got me thinking. I remember, you know, I think about Biden. I think about Harris, and it got me thinking that uh, the European Europeans, when they would take over. Um, when they were colonizing another country, what they would do is they would put the minority person uh, in power. The, I mean, by minority, I mean, I'm not talking about the skin color. I'm talking about um, the, the least representative group in that country. Mm. Um, and so the reason being is that they would always be subservient to, uh, you know, the, the you know, England or France or, or, or whoever, right? Uh, because 
uh, they were in, they were a very hated group within their own country. Um, uh, so I kind of, I just, I do not understand why Biden chose Harris. Like, even if you wanted to placate, like not even the black people within her own party wanted her. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm telling you that her, her being, um, uh, Indian, I guess half Indian, right. And half black Jamaican, Jamaican, uh, especially among white liberal voters, I mean, it's it's like candy, right? It's like candy yeah. to a baby because it just makes them. It's all about the appearance and making them feel good. It, well, it, you know, it, you know why Biden won and Biden and Harris won, right? It wasn't because of minorities, but it was because Trump lost the white male vote. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yep, that's what I've seen uh, recently, at least uh, according to a couple of studies, is that Trump's uh, percentage of votes went down among. Uh, white males and white women, hmm. but he went up. He increased the support among um, black males and Hispanics as a whole. Right. Well, that that whole thing happened with like Miami and um, yep. that 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 absolutely makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just another one of those things where it just shows how disconnected they are from the average American. Yep. Right. It's it it's really this, is just that it's their own version of like the bourgeoisie. It's like the they're the elite class and we're just their like. I hate to say use the word slaves, but I mean, they, we just don't mean anything to them. Right. We're yeah. a means we're a means to an end uh, to the elite classes. You know, she's just doing this to clearly further her career. Right. Oh, absolutely. It, it has nothing to do with actually caring about her own party her own base, the American people as a whole, and Biden himself too, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and, he's just always wanted to be the president, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. He seems so, to be kind of out of the picture currently. I don't know if there's been any like major... Ever since like the G7 summit, it seems like he's gone back into his basement. Yeah. Or his bunker, Listen, or wherever they're hiding him. If your college teacher or high school or middle school teacher gets... Uh, you get in trouble by them for plagiarizing just remind them that you can become the president of the united states Mm -hmm. you can become the president of a major christian denomination um (laughs) and a a major christian church by plagiarizing yep oh man all right so we gotta we gotta talk about this next story um do you want to set this up because i don't know if this clip fully explains the situation so basically what happened is that a transgender woman, so uh, to, to simplify it even more, is that somebody who was um, originally born biologically a male identified as a woman and transitioned to being a woman, except kept, um, still has the penis and the balls, just to kind of put it that way, uh, testicles. Uh, so no surgery. So, so no surgery. Okay. Right goes into a spa for women and exposes himself to the women there. And around mm. the women are also young women as well, like minors. Yeah, like uh, 11 and 8? Yes. Something, it's very, very young. Not even, I mean, not that it's an excuse, but not even like teenage. Like we're talking 
very young children. Very young. Yeah. You're not we're not talking about 17, 18, 19 years old, right? Which if you're 17, 18, 19, it's still wrong. Right. Um, but we're talking about very young children. So uh <laughs> excuse me. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's what's going on in the lead up to this clip. Or right. that's what's happened in the lead up to this clip. All right, I'm going to play through these two parts and then we'll talk about it more, okay? All right. Maybe. Oh, brother. Come on. Play. We, we there spa, we go. So you don't so it's okay. I just want to be clear with you. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age, your spa, we spa, condone that. Is that what you're saying? Like I asked. It's so he, so he can stay there. He can stay there? What sexual orientation? I see a dick. It lets me know he's a man. He, he's a man. He is- I love this lady. Okay, and then let me find the next uh, point. That's right. Like right here. Okay. He has a dick. I see a dick. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, give her her money back. Are you talking about a transgender person? There's no such thing as transgender. He has a dick. Okay? He has a penis. He has penis is hanging out. Okay, no, I'm not one. Actually, I'm a woman who knows how to stand up and speak up for my right. As a woman, I have a right to... Wait, hang on. What's the ethnicity of this woman? She's black. And this is a white guy? Yep. Who just called That's her... That's why I titled it the way I did. Oh, I didn't even notice the title. Oh, the... Oh, he called, women were exposed to... Oh, gosh. Okay, sorry. Let's keep going. How much longer to... Okay. Uh, till 3.01. Okay. Feel comfortable without a man exposing himself, okay? No, you go somewhere else. Okay, so that's right. No, he's not a transgender. He has a penis, just like you do. Are you, are you, are you, are you? No. Yeah. Okay, it's not okay. Okay, that's traumatizing to see that. I'm a woman. I think this is a place right here. I'm told only for women. So how dare you sit up here and tell me I don't have a right as a woman to defend? I'm telling you, he has a penis, a full and testicle, okay? And I don't care what it's called, it's a man. You got one? You're a man, okay? And if we went into the men's section with our anatomy, that would be... Well, it wouldn't probably, but you might not like women, so it might not, okay? And we don't know. But for me and for a lot of other women, they do not feel comfortable, and it's not okay. Okay? So, well, yeah, yeah, you're sorry. You should be, sweetie, and you're out of alignment, and this is not right. I can tell you that much, all right? And I know you're out of work. Yeah, it must be hard. It must be hard not being a real man, huh? Try it. So, like... (laughs) I love this film. She said in between that, at another point in this video, uh, something really funny, too about uh, the devil's lying spirit and something else uh dude i love that woman she's awesome well uh this is i gotta say something though how about when that other woman was like uh what was she said she said something like what about a uh, woman going into the the man's Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) and he's like okay shoot like (laughs) obviously it works different and when you're in sort of like a when you're angry or you're upset about something your logic isn't always 100 percent like 
running correctly. But the, the biggest issue with this is the children. Right. Well, well, the, well before like disregard that. Well, let's okay. just say the children weren't there. I think we all think, I think that doesn't even need to be an argument. We can all agree. Like the biggest issue is the children, right? right. The, like the second well, fallacy that he states that to where that the end there that he said is that, well, I essentially, I, I wouldn't have a problem with, with, with a, transgender man come into the restroom well, well no duh you're a man that yeah. would be like if my wife if my wife came home or a woman that i know said to me uh i'm so nervous like i just had a big man follow me um around the apartment or or, or down the street or whatnot and I was, i'm so scared and everything and i would just be like well i had a big woman follow me down the street yeah <laughs> like well you know what i'm saying yeah we'll, it we'll get to it, it it doesn't equate yeah it will get to it later, but there are still um, that that whole like, well, you're not afraid to to walk alone in the dark or whatever. Um, it's it's kind of a fallacy, right? Because just because you're not afraid doesn't mean it's not dangerous. Exactly. It's like two different things, and and that guy, the guy, the the last thing that we'll we'll talk about today, we'll get into that a little bit more. But ultimately, it's one of those things that it's like it, this guy, it, it, this stuff always falls apart when it comes to certain ideologies that trump mm -hmm. other ones, right? So they'll say, oh, well, black and brown communities, they're very important to us. We, we need to make sure that their voting rights are equal to mine, blah, blah, blah. But then when it comes to, uh, a, a what would it be, a transgender woman uh, mm -hmm. walking in and then being and upset. Exposing herself. Right, by intentionally exposing male genitalia. You know, and, 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 you know, I talked about this. It's funny. I, I can't, I don't know if you, if you listen to the whole thing, but when I did that standalone episode a couple of weeks yeah. ago, one of the things that I mentioned was that people don't want to have honest conversations about the topic of, uh, transgender, uh, of, of uh, I, uh, of the like transgender discussion or whatever. Right. Um, no one's willing to, it, it goes literally back to the thing that we talked about with Malcolm X, where he's like the, uh, uh, the white man and the black man need to come and sit together at the table with neither of them being offended. Right. And be able to, to, to talk about things. You can replace that with this transgender discussion where people need to be able to listen to other people and be like, I don't want my children to see that. Yeah, exactly. And, I don't want to see that. And, and this isn't to say uh, discriminate against transgender people. This isn't to say Not be unloving and to be unkind and to harass them and to insult them and to make fun of them and stuff. No, uh, this is to say there's another way to solve this. And the, yes. the issue well, isn't uh, allowing them to be in uh, the, the women's restroom. I really think it's for the most part, uh, unless I can be proven proven otherwise fine for a transgender man uh to go into the the men's bathroom i don't think anyone's gonna have a um an issue with that as long as someone's not uh acting on anything right like yeah. like if you're not just if it was a regular man acting on something right if you're not um, aggressing on anyone i really don't care yeah to but be the difference is honest. with women right women deserve to uh be protected First and foremost, sure. That's why there are separate bath bathrooms, right? So to protect well, women from men. It's a cultural. Sec it's a cultural thing to some degree, right? And again, it's it's one of those things that's like you look at like someone like Blair White, who is a transgender woman, and she uses the women's restroom as far as mm -hmm. I am aware, and she's passing, right? 
and no one really cared. Like if she walked into the women's restroom, I you would, wouldn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know, right? No, you wouldn't. I didn't. I didn't even know until last year that uh, she was a um, that Blair White was a transgender woman, right? And it's one of those things that obviously they're not all like that, but I think the that number is increasing. And again, it goes back to one of those situations where you're right. It's like it does need to be protected, but I don't know. I, I don't. I, maybe it just doesn't get reported. But the number of people being attacked by someone claiming to be transgender in a in a restroom doesn't seem. It seems to be non-existent. Well, I mean, I've, I've heard reports and I've heard stories. And I think it's, again, it's one of those things that, yes, um, the government made it an issue when before it probably yeah. wasn't an issue, right? Yeah. Um, you know, give and take. But sec- but that was also because, you know, you weren't having regular guys be like, oh, I have, um, I'm feeling like a woman today, so I'm going into the women's restroom, right? Right, right? So I say that women deserve to be protected. That's what I was saying, right? That's why there's... Male and female, I understand it's cultural, but that's why we do it, right, is to protect women from men. Secondly, um, it's also women deserve the right to feel comfortable in their bathroom and a shower that's shared with other women and people sure. and not having to worry about a uh, transgender woman, just plain and simple. I mean, if you right. have a penis and you have testicles, you should not be in the women's restroom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I would say that should that should apply that that same standard applies in the men's restroom. But mm-hmm. again, if there's a uh, woman who's transitioning to a man comes into the men's restroom, I'm not going to feel intimidated by that woman, right? You, true. You, you know, so again, that's why I say that, and so I do think that they have a point. And that guy just coming in trying to insult her, I think that what a douchebag. I mean, just straight <laughs> up, man. I, he looked like one too. If, like if you were to 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 say, uh, David, what does a, a hipster douchebag look like? It would be that guy. If 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 you were to draw out what someone what's a a. a what a white man would look like who exposits that view. Yeah. That's what he would. That look like. is exactly that guy. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it, here's the thing. I, when it comes down to it, if the spa wants to make it their policy that they're okay with that, it needs to be stated. Yep. And as long as, and obviously there's, there's no way to 100% tell, but you know, it doesn't seem generally like the government is involved in that situation. And if people, I kind of agree. Well, the thing is, like, if you don't like the policy, it's like find another spa. Yeah, right. I agree. Don't support like, those businesses. Don't support those businesses. And the businesses, in a regardless of this, if it's the business's view or not, the business in California is in a lose lose situation, right? Yes. You yeah, know, they're going to lose. Unless I think I think it's a simple thing of just you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. But you set up their own bathroom and their own stuff. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm That's sorry. Tough. I just don't care if you have a penis and testicles, you shouldn't be allowed in the uh, women's restroom. And if you have um, breasts and a vagina, you shouldn't be allowed in the men's restroom. Sure. Just plain and simple. It, it could be that simple. Like if that right? offends and you and if your feelings are so offended, that's on you. I'm actually concerned about protecting people, adults yeah. and children, especially children. There was no right for those children to to be shown any of that regardless of especially if they're 11 12 13 14 15 younger than that 16 17 like you know these are minors right that and that's kind of my you know i it depends on the state to some degree i think 
as far as like what's considered a minor. And right, but yeah. to be honest, it should kind of be left up to the parents at that point. Yeah. If they're still the kids, if they're living at home, you know, it's like the the situation of the minor and what the minor needs to know and is aware of is kind it does kind of fall on the parents. Um but yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like these were children, like straight up. And that guy, and I, I can't, I don't know if the woman actually mentioned that it's like I don't want my children to see that. But he was like completely disregarding that, as yep. if oh, it's not a big deal if an eleven year old sees a dick, right? Like an eleven year old girl, what's the big deal, right? And then it's just like that. It should be a red flag immediately. Yeah, of like especially about him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that crap, nah, dude. And, nope. and it's one of those reasons. him and the person that did that, yeah. you know, and, and this isn't all uh, don't don't over. No one listening. To this needs to overgeneralize. This isn't all transgender people by any stretch of the imagination. No. This is just one transgender person who did this. Right. No, and that's the thing. you got to take this stuff on a case by case basis. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I think that's probably a good place to yep. end that discussion. Um, I'm trying to bring up. This next one, um, I don't want to spend too too much time on this because I really do want to get to you know we got to get through our our Rona rundown and then I want to get to the last. Do you uh, want to just save this clip for next week? Why don't yeah, we, we do can. That? Yeah, because this yeah. I mean it would give us a little more time to discuss it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll we'll save this discussion for for next week. Um, and then we'll we'll go ahead and get right into the Rona rundown because this won't take too long. I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about this. Um, just wanted to play through some of these clips and then, uh, Oh, okay. Twitter has been acting a fool tonight. It's all gravy, baby. Um, (laughs) so I wanted to start, this is the, yes. So I wanted to start with, uh, an, update on something that I wasn't even aware of until I think last week. Um, So here's a little clip of the CEO of Pfizer. Yep. It had uh, your shot. When do you plan to get it? Sooner uh, I can, I will. The only sensitivity here, uh, Meg, is that uh, I don't want to to have an example, but I'm uh, cutting the line. But uh, I am uh, uh, 59 years old, in good health. I'm not working in the front line. So my type is not recommended to get vaccination now. So that's one consideration. (laughs) Um, I think that pretty much speaks for itself. Okay, so yeah. Read between the lines on that. Well, listen, um, I don't want to skip the line either. I'm... 32 and in very good health i'm probably in better health than he is so if that's all that it takes you know sweet yep guess i don't have anything to worry about huh yep i don't want to jump the line david (laughs) that's why i'm being considerate yeah i feel like that was an excuse that i was using six months ago it was, <laughs> and I was also, and I was using. Well, it's not FDA approved. It's just emergency approved. Um, oh yes, that's the other. Yeah, and that one I can still use. Yep. Um, but it's like if okay, if you add that up, right? Uh, and uh, Twitter at this point. Sorry, so Twitter now is Delta. Being 
a literal pain right now. Um, if you if you take the fact that it's an experimental vaccine, and then the guy who's the CEO of the company who's putting this out, or it's it's not FDA approved, and the guy who's putting this out hasn't taken it yet. Yeah. Um, is that not a red flag? Yep. Oh, it is. I, here's the thing. I have to do this occasionally just to kind of keep myself grounded to some degree where I'm just like, am I crazy? Like, is this being blown out of proportion? But then you have like the CEO of Pfizer saying, well, I haven't taken it yet. I don't want to skip the line and I'm healthy. Oh, yeah. And then it also not being FDA approved. Also, the booster for the vax, I think got uh, shut down. Uh, they're not going to get exper- They're not going to get uh, emergency authorization for it as of right now. Oh, nice. So, all right. Well, that's well, one thing. I, I think. I think it's it's okay. important to point out the horrible history with Pfizer, and I don't have the a complete timeline pulled up, but I have one of the factors mm-hmm. that in two thousand and nine, Pfizer was forced to pay two point three billion dollars for fraudulent marketing. So again, you know, they have a, a history of, of unethical and immoral um, uh, uh, policies and, and procedures done. Yeah. Uh, so, so again, is Johnson and Johnson. I mean, like the yeah. keep these things in mind. These people do not. It, it's all about money. Yeah. That's what you got to remember. It's all about money. This yep. this isn't saying. This isn't me saying that just because the COVID vaccine is a new type of vaccine that it is bad. But when you can't question someone something, when you can't present alternate data, when you have people getting – and not just people but doctors who go against the COVID vaccine getting suspended and like a, a, a censorship crackdown on this stuff, it makes you more skeptical. It heightens it rather than helping it. Even if your your intentions are genuine and you're trying to prevent this information, it's uh, not serving what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Maybe your uh, your arguments or your uh, whatever your you know your defense of it isn't as good as you think that it is. Exactly. So, so apparently, I've also I don't know if you heard this. Uh, but, uh, finally heard something from old Dr. Fauci himself oh. that, uh, yeah, haven't heard from him in a while, but yeah. apparently he voice, uh, came out to voice support for vaccine mandates. So somebody's trying to kiss someone's butt, uh, and oh. predicts that mandates are coming once the FDA gives shots full approval. This is, that's a great segue into this clip. I think this really depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now. 
now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Right now, it's kind of the opposite. It's fine. I mean, it's easy if you're unvaccinated. You can do everything you want to do anyway. But at some point, these mandates by workplaces, by schools, I think it will be important to say, hey, you can opt out. But if you want to opt out, you have to sign these forms. You have to get twice weekly testing. Basically, we need to make getting vaccinated the easy choice. That is what it's going to take for us to actually end the pandemic. All right, Dr. Lena. Yeah, we need to reinstitute discrimination. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, uh, I think it was. Uh... It's so effective, David. And the COVID vaccine um, is so safe and effective that we got to make it as difficult for you as possible. So Not you can happen. get it. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're going to make your life miserable. So you're basically forced into getting this thing because it's so safe and effective. And we're going to launch a social well, media campaign and including text messages yeah. to come out against uh, any disinformation because it's really working. Y'all, we it, promise you. It's like they're trying like, OK, so they it definitely doesn't have anything to do with money and stocks and everything. Right. They and used, that the fat checking site has a $2 billion worth of uh, stock in the uh, vaccine manufacturer. <laughs> so they used fear, right? Right. And got, what would you say, 30% of the population, give or take? Yep. Yep. They used um, not, uh, they used lies about not being able to travel. Mm-hmm. Maybe another 10%. You know, it's funny. A lot of the people that I know that would consider themselves – sorry, guys, if you're listening, but this is just the truth. Um, and, and a lot of them, it's funny. They actually – I think they regret ever getting it. Um, but a lot of people I know that are um, generally either straight-up Republicans or they're more conservative, mm-hmm. um, They the, the excuse that I got from a lot of them was uh, cruises. What do you mean? Cruises were the reason they got the vaccine. Ah. In particular, I've heard from at least two people that I can remember, though I'm sure it's not just them. Um, if you include like their spouses and you know right. maybe f- other family members, the the cruise thing for a, at least a small portion of the U.S. population was a massive deal because you can right. still travel. You can still travel without it. You just have to get testing done. And obviously there's certain places, but even if you have the vaccine in certain places, they make you like like still isolate. It's 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 completely absurd. None of it makes sense. There's no consistent or consistency among different countries, you know, based on actual evidence. Yeah, I saw a report out of Israel speaking of the Delta variant that like 80 something percent or 90 something percent somewhere in there um between there I think it was like 83 or 87. Uh, percent of people getting uh, infected by the Delta variant um, have been fully vaccinated. Yeah, and and on top of that, there was a, a report. I didn't, uh, I didn't pull it up for this because the audio quality was really bad. To be honest, this this last one, I'm probably not going to play the audio for either because it's kind of hard to hear what's going on. Right. Um, but. It, it seems as if the, del- the like more people who have been vaccinated who got the Delta variant variant have died than people who didn't have it and died. Yeah. So it I seems like it's not the, doing anything. The, <laughs> Maybe not I think really. The Delta variant, the fatality rate, if I remember correctly, is lower than the 
original COVID virus, COVID-19. Oh, it's significantly lower. Yeah, right. It, well, and okay, here's the thing. And, and, you know, I'm obviously I'm not like an epidemiologist or whatever. But generally, at least from some of the things that I've heard from doctors, variants tend to be more uh, contagious but less deadly. Right. So the longer it's around, it's try the the virus is trying to survive, and in order to do that, it becomes more contagious. But in doing so, loses its ability to essentially put you in the hospital or kill you. Right. And if you look again, if you look at original COVID and you look at any of these variants, generally the people that are most affected are people over the age of sixty five, mm. yep. sixty five plus, and that even varies. Yep. Exactly. So it's 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 dumb, you know. Man, I I don't want to get like COVID too band. up on a uh, like a what do you call it a soapbox about this whole right. thing, but it's kind of been incredible to me the number of like generally within sort of Republican circles or conservative circles. There's this uh, at least there was at one point this sense of bucking the system a little bit and it's funny because it used to be the same in some liberal circles as well right just in different ways but i thought a lot of republicans would have a bigger backbone with this thing than a lot of them have turned out to have and i'm sorry Mm -hmm. if that offends some people but it's honestly just the way that i see it it's just like Mm -hmm. okay i can't go on a cruise well i guess i better just get in line i mean we don't know what's going to happen in five years maybe it's nothing maybe nothing will happen like god willing this thing ultimately doesn't do anything to people, right? Right. But we don't have long, like real long-term studies on this thing. And everyone, yeah. everyone's getting in line for it because they're like, well, I can't get on a cruise. I, I might yep. not be able to go to Canada. God forbid. I know. They think of themselves as uh, more highly than they ought. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's very much like, uh, oh, we're rough and tumble blah 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 and maybe that's true in certain parts of the country still but it's like i'm you know i i don't tend to look like that right i always kind of figured i had an advantage in certain ways because like i don't look like someone who would carry a firearm you know like i went to to, to church on sunday and i was wearing uh like uh a, a baseball tee black skinny jeans uh, you know, brown leather boots and pink socks with llamas on them. Mm. You know, I don't look like that typical person. And what it turns out to be a lot of time now, it's just like, I, I don't know what it is, man. I, I don't know exactly how to explain it. But there's this idea that even in, in, in for me, and this, this definitely happens, that people think that they're tougher than they really are. Yep. But the minute your life has the potential to get turned slightly askew, seems like people are just willing to fall in line yeah man and i and it's been that same complaint that i had about like churches during covid and and a lot of that other stuff so so the only other thing that's been going on was that there was a 12 year old um who was part of a covid vaccine trial her parents are in medicine and engineering uh medicine and engineering and wanted their kids to help bring an end to the pandemic but now maddie is in a wheelchair and needs a feeding tube um, they want her to be believed. So, yeah. you know, whenever it comes to this is this was tweeted by uh, Senator Ron Johnson. Yep. Um, 
and anytime it's a uh, a politician, you always kind of have to be like, well, there's at the very least they're they are doing this for some sort of personal gain. Like I just yeah. don't I don't ever trust that they're not. Exactly. But this it's seems for, to be a real uh, thing. for a particular purpose, and and you know it, it's important to look into the context of this thing. These uh, anything a politician tweets out or puts out, whether mm-hmm. it's an article or whatever it is, a statement, a, a video. Um, but this one ended up actually being true. So yeah, um, there was also a, uh, and I, I won't talk about it, but there was a scare tactic now that Australia mm-hmm. put out a thing where they're they're going back to like the days of those old uh, drug free ads where they're trying to scare yeah. the crap out of people so that they won't do drugs. And it's yeah. basically like now they're trying to scare people. Now they're trying to scare people into drugs. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this last um, clip for the show, and we're going to just spend uh, the next few minutes talking about this. Um, Joseph, you found this. Do you want to do you want to talk about a little bit about this before I play the clip? I'm only going to play about two minutes of this because it's about a 13 minute interview. Yeah. So uh, I, I found this clip um, from Tim Pool's uh, IRL podcast. And in it, it's these uh, it's these two guys talking with Tim Pool and uh, Lydia and oh, what's the other dude's name? Um, I forgot. Oh man, <laughs> Ian, I'm sorry. Ian. His I name's like Ian. Ian. That's it. Ian. Yeah, Ian. And so, uh, but what they're talking about is they're trying to convince men that it's better not to get married. And I disagree hmm. uh, with. Uh, actually, I disagree with most of what they're saying. Um, but I think it's because. And I also think they're hypocrites too, um, uh, based off of their own testimony, not my not my opinion, but their own words that they use. Uh, so it, it's I very much disagree with them in a lot of ways, but I also agree with them in a lot of ways too. It's it's kind of weird and funny how that happens. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, so I, I think this it's... isn't me saying when I agree with them, like, Hey, yay. But when I disagree with them, it's not me saying, Hey, no, you know what I mean? Right. Well, there's this thing called nuance. Yeah. Yeah. And At certain points I'm like, yeah. Then other certain points I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me play, let me play the first two minutes of this so people can kind of get an idea of where, what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then we can kind of just discuss it and, uh, I'll have the whole, it's about, well, it's actually about 14 minutes. Um, I'll have the whole thing in the show notes if anybody actually wants to go back and listen, yeah, to, listen to the whole it. segment. So, let's start this from the beginning, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you you said you encourage men not to get married. Is that opinion both of you guys have? Yeah, we we there's very off, few situations off, where you you should marry. You're better off being single. Yeah, honestly. All right, so you want to just give us the bullet points? I know I know we've we've talked about it quite a bit, yeah, but sure. let's let's go through it now just to start from the beginning. Why shouldn't men get married? Um, well, the the a big reason why is because like I um. Marriage is a traditional thing, and a lot of women aren't traditional. You know, uh, you know. Let's let's be honest. I'm just gonna have to say things that might offend people. Women are more promiscuous than they've ever been. Yep. You're going to have to train a lot of bad habits out of your girlfriend and/or wife mm-hmm. to make her a suitable candidate to be your long-term partner to raise children. Because the problem is this: society nowadays, you got this rap music, you got city girls teaching girls all this other stuff. These are bad habits, not conducive to a good long-term girlfriend and/or wife of your child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Last thing you want is your son to be walking down the playground and be like, "Hey, dude, I saw your mom's like butt on OnlyFans." Like th- that's terrible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, and Lana Rhodes is dealing with the consequences of that right now for poor decisions in the past. Mm-hmm. But, but that's what I'm saying. So like, 
women are more promiscuous now. They don't they don't want uh they don't want to follow male leadership, you know. Uh they don't want to um they don't want to adhere to traditional traits, but they expect you to adhere to all your masculine traditional traits. So it's a bad trade for you a lot of the time. And only not only that, why would you sign a contract with someone that's incentivized to break it? Yeah. And, and you, 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 they break that contract, they get half your stuff. Exactly. And not only that, most women marry up. So by default, more than likely, whatever woman you deal with is going to make less money than you. So, and not only that, but when she, when she's married, that's when the sexless marriages start. That was when the, the you know, the, the disrespect mm -hmm. begins or whatever. So it's not in a man's best interest to get married in today's state because a lot of women are not fit wives, to be I'm honest. Not, Tim, I was actually married before, right? So I'm speaking from my personal opinion as well as, as, as well as being married. But I'll say this regarding marriage. There was no, there was no benefit for me being in that marriage versus not being in, in that marriage. So when I was single dating the same girl, I had the same benefits, but now being married, I involved the state into my, into my life. So if I want to leave, I ask permission to leave and guess what? They're going to take a portion if I want to do certain things. So I'm just saying like regarding marriage itself, what's the benefit for men? Honestly, not much other than having kids. All right, I think it's probably a good place to stop. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to I want to say something before before we get started. Go ahead. Um, obviously, from a religious perspective, if you will, just for lack of a better way of putting it, we disagree with them on a lot of things, um, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that has to be noted. Um, and the other thing that needs to be noted is that this is not an opinion that is just held by these two individuals. Nope. And so when you're when you're talking about um, let, let, let's say a an issue, right? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the things that they're talking about, and, and we'll we'll just we'll say from a um, from like a secular perspective, because that's the you know we have to be honest in the discussion that that's the where they're coming from, and that's where a lot of yeah. people are coming from. Um, well, it's it's interesting because they so what you're saying you know we disagree with them because we come from a christian worldview but they're borrowing from our worldview to shape their worldview yes or do you think they're uh, aware of that it, it doesn't uh, again like I, I i don't know them i uh haven't taught with them haven't read a ton or heard a ton by them yeah I'm based gonna... off of this 13 minute clip i would assume that they're not aware of that right because they view temple does as well um it's very much viewing marriage as a contract instead of a covenant. Mm -hmm. And so, well, and I, let me just say this. I think from their perspective, they're absolutely right. Not from yeah. what we believe, but from a perspective of, well, and, and look at it. It's, it's like, I've always had they this don't kind practice of, what they believe. No, fully, um, you know, cause he even admits that, you know, later on in that clip that, you know, uh, the main guy that was talking, not the guy at the end, I can't remember their names. Right. Uh, that you know he, he pretty much stated it seemed like and applied uh that he still hooks up with women yeah and stuff and so again it, it's interesting because he seems to apply the standard and, and this is again well, i agree okay. with him on his on what he's saying is mm -hmm. the thing i agree with him but it's it seems i don't remember if he clears this up later on in the clip i don't think he does and maybe there's more to this that I'm missing. Maybe he does later on in the episode because this is gonna, This is like a two, three, three-hour podcast, right? Um, and or maybe he does in, in something else, right? His own podcast or, or whatever. But he doesn't apply the same standard to himself. Like women don't want to be with a man who's been with fifty or a hundred women mm -hmm. either. 
Yeah, it's a it, it does and kind it affects of, men this, the, in, in, in similar ways, but in different ways as well than it does women. Right. Well, it comes and the off consequences as a, can be just as severe. Like one of the things he said in the the and this is that you know um, a woman if she cheats on her man or, or whatever uh, she can get pregnant. I'm like, well, yeah, if a man cheats on his woman, he can get the other woman pregnant. <laughs> yep. And then he's supporting that. Yeah. Then he's supporting that girl. Well, it's it, like I was saying, it's a rules for thee and not for me yep and that's that's the biggest problem is because not only and i don't want to get too deep into the the weeds on this but it's not only in a in a christian marriage that the idea is it's till death right right that that's a a covenant not a contract with our two different things it's a partnership yep and and to be fair there are a lot of and and everybody I guess their marriages are different and you know people hold to certain things more than others um even within like Christian marriages mm-hmm. but it is a it's a partnership you're you're deciding to walk along with each other raise a family raise them in the faith like there's yep. certain things that that you're doing you have to be in alignment on yeah and then obviously it's like I would assume that both of these men, especially the the second guy who was talking, he since he said he had been married before, um, he's probably been hurt, and this is what tends to happen mm-hmm. in all these things where sometimes you go through a really bad situation, and so your opinion essentially flips to the opposite. It's like, well, clearly marriage doesn't work because it didn't work for me, and so mm-hmm. all of these things must be true that were opposite to what I originally believed. Yep. When in reality, is it maybe you just didn't get to know the person? And I don't know his case in particular, um, but I've I've heard stories from people who have, whether it's dating or not, where it's just like maybe you've just been making some bad decisions because you really didn't know these people as well as you thought you did. That, or maybe you weren't, you didn't understand your role as a uh, as a husband and the sacrifices and the leadership you needed to pro- provide. Now, it. I think it's both and. You know yes. what I mean? It's not either or. It's both and. You didn't know. Um, it's possible that you didn't know who the person, um, not who the person was, right? Cause you know, everybody changes, but I mean like their core beliefs, who they are. And that's why I think some of the best advice I ever received in choosing someone to marry is how do they, uh, um, treat the people who are in authority in their life. So first off would be, uh, how's their walk with, with Christ, right? Um, how do, how does, since I'm a male, um, how does a woman uh, respond to Christ and submit to his authority? Right. How is she submitting to her father and her mother's authority? Um, and those are key indicators. Um, to you, you get red flags right off the bat with stuff like that. Right. Well, you could break uh, it, You to some degree, you could break it down to how is she around her family, her friends, your friends. That's yep. a, And obviously, we're coming from a male perspective. But here's ways. the thing. The same thing is true. For women too, both right. ways. That works both ways. So because you're getting a a snapshot of exactly how they will treat you. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, in a lot of situations too, if you're actually listening to what you know, maybe a potential spouse is saying uh, when they just talk to you about the things that they're interested in, the way that they like their wor- like the, the way they see things, you can pick up on their worldview. If you're if you're really paying attention, yep you can tell uh, what they hold to be important in their, in their lives generally. Exactly. Um, 
and, and here's the thing. He is right that generally speaking, uh, most men, and again, I'm going to apply the asterisk here, most women yeah. don't want to um, be with someone who's been with a, a ton of partners. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jesus offers that grace and that mercy and the love, and, and Jesus wants that person. And then through that, that redemption, the purity that comes with that sanctifies you, and, and you could end up possibly finding someone. You may not. It's not, it's not guaranteed, but there right. is there are real-life consequences to these things. And it, you have to remember it's not just about your feelings and this uh, sexual revolution that happened to promote. Um, you, I realized well, before that point, you know, this kind of stuff was happening with men, uh, but to provoke even more male and, and then even more female uh, promiscuity and and just sleeping around with everyone and anyone. You're seeing the lasting effects of that. You know, they're coming from, you know, some some studies saying that 35-year-old women who uh, make more than their male counterparts um, are having a hard time finding men and, and getting married. Mm-hmm. But well, that's because the, the one point, I, the best point I feel like they made was that during the, the 60s and the 70s, right, when you had that sexual revolution and then the female revolution, which was a part of that, um, and, and feminism is that it elevated for women um, male, masculine and male qualities, right? Like, uh, uh, um yeah, qualities such as you know career oriented and the various different things um, that make men attractive to women. So he made the point that if I was to go out, and this is generally speaking, right? We're, we're talking on generalities here. That for the majority of women, if men were to, um, if I was to go out and, and wear a dress and be in heels and say, look at my heels, look at my purse, look at my dress. Don't I look cute in this? And I started waking, wearing makeup and doing it and, and, and acting how very feminine. A lot of women would be repulsed by that. Yeah. Because you can't make uh, for women what is attractive for men. You can't make for men what is attractive for women. Sure. And uh, obviously there's like, small differences here and there, but it, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to go sort of for that generalized. Right. For uh, the look. Ma- and so for majority of people, one of the things, and I don't know how much they got into it in that, but this is something I kind of wanted to bring up because there's sort of this, and I, I think it's something that has mostly come in from the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea that you don't need to work on yourself. Yeah. Like you just kind of exist and your existence should be, good enough for someone dude you're exactly right not only that uh a a part of that is first off having a a wrong view of yourself a wrong identity of of god of yourself and then on top of that you don't need to work on yourself more so for women not for men not for men men you need to work on yourself but that's what the culture says right generally speaking but for i mean well think about it i mean if you're an out of shape male you know, <laughs> oh, bro, I'm going to tell you right now. It you goes live both, in the basement. It, it goes both ways. It does go both ways. I see more criticism for, and maybe it's my bubble or whatnot. I just have seen way more from females, way more criticism of criticisms of men who are out of shape than like in the popular eye. Yeah. 
than well, here, here's the deal. If you're women cri- who are out of shape. Here's the idea. If you're criticizing men for being out of shape, right, especially if you're a woman, and I don't really care. Like, listen, I'm just going to say this stuff. You know I don't really care. It's like if you're if you're saying like, oh, well, I don't want to date someone because of these qualities or whatever. It's like, well, do you have those qualities? Yep. Do you have similar qualities that make you an acceptable partner for someone who does have those qualities? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it sucks, right, to some to say some of this stuff to people. But people need to stop acting as if they just deserve to. I, I saw I saw a comment. I think it actually was on that video, but it was like um People need to stop uh, acting as if Jigglypuff deserves to be with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I saw that comment yeah. too. Now, obviously, obviously, um, that's coming from a very uh, physical standpoint. Yeah. But if you want to take that into its deeper meanings, if you are not, let's say, active, or you're not. Uh, working hard in areas or you don't have um, a good group of friends or there's certain things that like if you are not taking the time to look in the mirror and be like what are the areas that I am having uh, that I'm I'm lacking in essentially right why should someone who is doing well in a lot of these areas, right? And so, like, say for us, right? So, or, or for me, for instance, because you're already married, so it doesn't really matter for you anymore. You can get fat. Um, exactly. That's what I've been working on. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I still exercise. Right. Well, and I think there's actually a, an application to it even after marriage as well. Right. Um, if so, let's just take my instance, since I'm single. Right. Um, if I'm working out, working on like I, we have this podcast right which i put right. you and i both put a lot of effort into but again we're, we're talking about my perspective so that i put a lot of effort into um i eat pretty well um i'm investing you manage your I'm, money really yeah, well yeah well i'm trying to um some days are better than others uh i'm in general trying to set a life for myself that is not only good for me but would be good for for a spouse and also good for our children. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I saw, I saw somewhere, it was probably just on Instagram or something like that. You know, everybody's got these motivational things, but occasionally there's some truth in some of the stuff that people say, um, right. you know, your children will look to you for an example. Right. And so if their example is a slob, someone who's lazy, someone who, uh, doesn't put the effort in someone who's not kind for instance, but also, um, able to be stern in in the right situations um someone who's not willing to pass on information whether that's cooking or whether that's investment and how to handle your money well um someone who potentially you know doesn't show an effort of like getting up in the morning and working out or getting up in the morning and reading their bible or praying or whatever the case may be yeah if they don't have a positive example in their life you're going to influence them in a negative way oh Absolutely, dude. And here's one of the crazy things is kind of funny, uh, you know, specifically with women a lot more frequently than men, but you are seeing it on both sides. You know, we point out earlier how uh, body shaming isn't okay, mm-hmm. right? But not only that, but a woman um, is taught with, with a lot of things, but one of the things like if they have a bad attitude, well, it's okay. He just can't handle you. Yeah. It's like, you know, and and again, this isn't sitting here saying like women could obviously comment right into us and everything. We we are very well being men of what men do as well, and 
um, oh, yeah, I'll the correction them. that they need. Yeah, so, yeah, well, dude, th- listen, if you want me to get real, men. if you want me to get real blunt and I'll just get real blunt with, and, and we can even talk within Christian communities. There are a lot of fat slobs, a lot of fat slobs, men. a lot of weak men. And it's uh, one of those things that it's like, and here's the thing. It's not as if I would criticize without trying to do something about it. Like I've, I, one of the things that I, I really want is, and I've kind of, this has always kind of been the case is I want people to, to some degree be, uh, I'll just say influenced because it's the only word that's coming right uh, to mind right now by the decisions that I'm making in a positive Mm -hmm. way. Right. And I haven't always made the best decisions, but currently I'm trying to get to this place where I was like, look, working out is good for you. Right. Do it for yourself. Don't do it just because you want to find a woman because the minute you get her, you might stop doing that. And then it's just like, well, clearly it, it wasn't really about, you know, yeah. putting that effort in and, and um, finding that for yourself. But it's the same thing with finances. It's the same thing when it comes to like firearm stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's like culturally there's things that I want to see kind of come back, not necessarily in the mainstream, but inside communities where it's like there is a sense of um protection for women um a sense of what uh, i don't know the best way to say it but uh for men to feel like they can be men without it necessarily just being like well you need to be buff and you know da, 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 da. it's like there is an intelligence that comes along with it there is a sense yeah. of potentially being dangerous um, to people who are kind of like outside of the community, not in a way where it's like, oh, if you just like look at me wrong, I'm coming after you. But like, yeah, you don't want you want people to to some degree tiptoe around you, right? Um, I think even within the church, there needs to be a little bit of that. You want to be a lion, yes, not a not like a wolf. You don't want to be like going after anybody, but yeah, there's that sense of um, danger that comes along with. Uh, oh, hurting someone within the community or attempting to, to, to be a wolf in sheep's clothing. Right. I, I think defending, defending your community, those yeah. you, your family, your friends, though you, those you love and you care about. Exactly. And I'm probably butchering the best, the most articulate way of saying these things, but what it really comes down to is there, there is a need for a soft side to men. Yep. I think that is important. But when that's all that you are and you let people run all over you, you don't have a spine, you're not willing to push back against um, popular opinion in specific circumstances. You're not brave. You don't have any courage. You're Mm -hmm. not strong. You're not a defender. You're not a protector. uh, You're not a provider. And that is not just physically. That's spiritually as well. You're not leading. You're not submitting to Christ. You're not listening to wisdom. You have no discernment, no understanding. You're like a jackass, a donkey. Yeah, like that's that's exactly what you are. And again, you know, being a man doesn't mean you love sports and you love hunting and you love guns. That's not what being a man is. Um, Being a man isn't uh, uh, primarily about what you like and what you don't like. It's um, about characteristics and qualities and your personality. Yeah, I'll admit, though, there's a reason that those things speak to so many people. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Right. Not, maybe not all of them, right? Like, right. I'm not, I, I, there are certain sports that I like, but in general, the, the sort of like, uh, more nerdy side of it where it's like you know all of the stats for 
so Shut forth up, and so on. Whatever, man. Everybody's got that <laughs> that nerdy side to him. That just has that has gone uh, been allowed to go there, undercover for too long. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing wrong with like you know wanting to watch like the fights with someone or whatever the case oh, yeah. may be. Um, and it's one of the reasons why it's like, look, you may not want to own every firearm in the world. It's like, but I think there's practical application for owning a firearm. Yep. And there's right. something for that a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And there isn't, I don't think there's a such thing as toxic masculinity nor toxic femininity, femininity. I think that there is masculinity and there's femininity, um, you and, know, biblically mind you. Yeah. Uh, if you disagree with us, Go your own way and prove us wrong. Yeah, exactly. And if it and works for you, great. I, th- I think there are just people who have um, sinful and evil desires that are both male and female. And, Absolutely. And it, and it produces that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And, and, <laughs> sorry about that. That's fine. It's a, it's kind of the biggest problem right now. It's like when all of the, the Me Too stuff happened, um, It that, that line, Believe All Women, came out. Yeah. And it was like if you if you pushed back against that or whatever, it's like, what are you a misogynist, a sexist? And it's like, no, it's a stupid statement. Yep. It's a oh, dumb I, statement. Is, here's the thing. Like that's a perfect example. Okay, so uh, a a linebacker in the NFL was recently released from the Atlanta Falcons for uh um inappropriate contact with a minor. His last name is Mingo. Uh, and, uh, he hasn't had his court date. No evidence has come out. Nothing. They said they gathered the facts and stuff of the case, even though this just happened. And again, I'm sure that the police in Texas were, or he was arrested, you know, made a case against him prior hand. Um, but again, he, you know, his lawyer and himself are, are claiming his innocence and everything. And he hasn't gone through the, judicial process yet this isn't me saying that they shouldn't be like okay well unfortunately because you're going through this we're gonna have to uh um put you on leave right yeah uh but to just release him without you know maybe they know something we don't maybe they've seen pictures or or you know some type of evidence video hopefully not hopefully he is innocent and this is all just a misunderstanding because i would hate for anyone to treat children that way um but Again, we have to get back to that basic standpoint of innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Because right now we're operating on guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. And that is not a good basis to operate on. And that's no, what the Me Too movement was about was, hey, just believe a woman because she said it. And I'm like, no, I don't think you should believe or disbelieve a woman just because she says something, I think you should investigate it and look into it and look into it wholeheartedly for the woman in case she's right or the person, whether if it's a woman or man that's being accused by the woman of doing something yeah. um, in case, you know, they're not guilty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard because I'm sure there were some, and I know there were some horrific things that happened, especially around that Hollywood oh. crowd, but horrific, man, it's sometimes, it's hard. It's like uh, Marilyn Manson got um, he turned himself in this past week, yeah, uh, because of uh, abuse claims and right. you know, whatever the case may be. I don't know if uh, all the details of it. And I had this conversation with one of the the women that I work with. One because she was in the Marines, so generally I know she can handle if I'm just like getting to 
an opinion that would potentially be less popular. Right. And it doesn't it doesn't excuse what Marilyn Manson did at all. But you got to ask yourself knowing who Marilyn Manson is slash was at the time of when right. a lot of this stuff was happening you didn't consider that might be the case when you got into a relationship with this guy there's like not rumors or like the first the first woman for instance absolutely can can understand that you know you would expect him you know to that for that to be kind of a character and for him to not be like a potentially like abuser right right but the more that stuff goes on, especially within like Hollywood crowds with, with the whole uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein thing. Right. It's pretty obvious at this point that just about everyone in that industry knew. Yeah. Well, and, and they may have knew about Harvey, but maybe they didn't know with Marilyn Manson, right? And it's important, sure. you know, again, but that like, even if something comes out, you still have a tendency when you like someone or when you love someone or even even when you're just in the beginning process of it, but it's not necessarily a strong light. And yeah. a person's like, hey, that's just that's just rumors. I mean, I'm sure it's easy being a Hollywood star um, or a music industry star, just famous in general, just to be like, no, that's not true. I never did any of that stuff. That's just uh-huh. someone out to get me because you know what I mean? Well, I would popular or whatnot. Yeah, but I would say that. um that that leads to a discussion about um, parents needing to teach their children vigilance. Yeah, I think I think it's important to vigilance is a good word. It's important not to do any sort of um, blaming the victim, but it's no. also important to be wise and educated. For example, if I'm living in a neighborhood, let's just say that gets raw that that gets broken into all the time, robbed all the time, right. and, and and there's been 5,000 break-ins the past year or whatever amount. Um, it, it, it stands the reason that I should have the wisdom to be like, okay, if I don't want to get robbed, I need to be moved. And we're generally <laughs> speaking here. We, we understand that there are different factors that Absolutely. go into this. And so you need to have discernment and wisdom to assess a situation. Uh, to use an even better example would be like if I go to a major city, a place with bad crime, I'm not going to be out past 10 o'clock. I'm not going to be walking the streets past 10 p.m. Yeah. You know, definitely past 12 a.m. You know what I mean? Because, again, mm-hmm. that's not sitting here saying I deserve well, something to happen to me just because I'm more. You should be able to walk down the street after 12 a.m. and nothing happened to you. Yeah. But, there, but that's, that's not reality. No, not at all. You have to understand that. You have to be wise and make smart decisions and not put yourself in a potentially compromising situation. Well, and that's kind of where the biggest, I think, one of the the biggest uh, disconnects between men and women currently. And I, I've seen this with within conversations I've had. Um, they go, well, I'm scared to walk alone at night, right? And I go, right, well, you should be because you don't know what happens. But also that does happen to men as well. Yep. And if they're not scared, maybe that's, again, it's like a vigilance thing where maybe you're not being aware of your surroundings. You're not being aware of where you are and the potential for you to, to be hurt in that situation. But it comes down to this thing. And we've talked about it in the past where you go, well, a woman goes, well, if I get attacked, I'll just, uh, kick the dude in the nuts or I'll, I'll use my thumbs to gouge Mm -hmm. his eyes. Right. And I'm like, you've never been in that situation before. Right. It's like, you do understand that's not how it works. Yep. You're talking I had about a conversation. I had that conversation this past week 
with a bunch of friends of ours and I, and some of the women in our group um, were saying that and I was saying, no, you won't. I just it's, told them that straight up. I yeah. was like, no, you won't. It's a like, false that's sense not happen. of security. It, that's a false insecurity. You have no idea. I was like, on top of that, they were talking about using pepper spray. I'm like, that may work. You have a, a slight chance. I was like, but have you been pepper sprayed? And they said, no. I said, okay, I have. It won't work. <laughs> it's like, if, yeah. <laughs> I was if, like, if I do- really, if I really want to do something like, you know, you, you're basing that pepper spray bought off of how much of that does that person desire this? Mm-hmm. And, and adrenaline, adrenaline is a powerful uh, drug drug if you will and um yeah and, and it's so funny because then i go yeah well you know you could you know learn some jujitsu that would probably give you an advantage but then what it ultimately comes down to is i'm like you just need to get a firearm but the minute you say yep. that the conversation's basically over for i would say 90 percent of women oh dude you're and it's the most effective way that's why i was sitting there saying yeah. last week this past week is that this is the most effective way for you to defend yourself mm-hmm. and well again oh, sorry, like jujitsu and all this other stuff should be a last defense if for whatever reason something didn't happen with you, your firearm yeah your firearm is your first defense i i actually think one of the the reasons that women should take jujitsu the most is because it gets them a little more comfortable with physical confrontation mm-hmm. and someone who's uh probably double their size yeah uh, less panicky in those kind of situations where someone might actually be trying to hurt you. Um, cause it's really hard. I, and it's not, listen, none of this is to like, really not to criticize. It's, it's very much to, to be like, this is the case. And it's why even with a lot of the, the, the women at church, whenever like even this past, uh, Sunday, there were a couple of them there and I was like, yeah, we're going to go shooting. It's like, if you want to come, come like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, but you should feel comfortable in those situations, not as in like, oh, I can wave around a gun now, but uh, yep. to be aware of those things so that there is a level of comfort in handling a firearm. Yep. Speaking or, of firearms, yeah. I'm purchasing a 12-gauge, 18-inch uh, nice. shotgun with slugs. Very nice. I wanted something that be, would take down a grizzly bear. Be careful with those in your house. Uh, the shotguns, the slugs, uh, the slugs. Yeah. Cause they travel. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, um, we're going to, uh, a national park nearby that has grizzlies and we're staying oh, there yeah, for a week. Yeah. So I needed something that take down a grizzly. I was like, shoot, this thing take, definitely take down a human. So I, you know, yeah. the truth of the matter is someone's breaking into my, my house and I have this, I'm not necessarily worried about, uh, the damage it does to the rest of my house. oh no no it's it's more for people living in adjacent oh gotcha yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's why they don't always recommend people use sorry we're totally off subject we're about to close yeah um, but it's it's why they don't recommend people use um uh ars in apartments either yeah because they travel because they travel and it's why hollow points are so good because they have a ten- tendency to um to stop faster Right, because the whole point of them is that they they stay in you. <laughs> yeah, now I plan on getting some slugs and some regular ammunition. Yeah, yeah, you can get like buckshot. Um, and, and to be yeah, honest, buckshot. Yeah, if you think someone's is it pump action? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, I, I heard this from the most country dude ever uh, last year when we went to a uh, a gun show here in town, and he was like, "Yeah, to be honest, the clicking of the pump action might be enough to scare someone away." It is. Yeah. I had a uh, my aunt. Um, my great aunt, 
she was home alone and she was about to get broken into. She grabbed the shotgun and she just <laughs> and uh, the person stopped trying to get into the door and left. Yep. All right. Well, we'll close it out there. Thank you guys uh, for listening to this episode. Joseph, do you have anything else you want to add? No, that is it. Y'all have a great week. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense, cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person, and politicking is bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. It's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial up looking for answers. Now what? Underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life, cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave for you or the oil, they annoy you. You add another's neck for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather control. Your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad.